Um, if you would turn to First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven, verses twenty-three through twenty-six, you may notice these are the uh, the instructions on the Lord's table, which we will be talking about <clears throat> in a little bit. But there's something that I, I want to draw your attention to in these verses that doesn't often get talked about, but I think being Thanksgiving, it's important to reflect on. So again, First Corinthians chapter eleven. We'll start in verse twenty-three. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Reading the word. As I said earlier, this is a time of year where we often will reflect. Many of us tomorrow will gather together in our homes or, or go travel to our family members, and we'll see that, that all the, the family that's gathered around. And of course, some of us, when, when we get together on Thanksgiving, it's also a, a time of reflection of, of those who aren't there, those who've gone on to be with the Lord or, or through broken relationships just aren't around, and, and we ache for that. And there's often times where we don't really look forward to Thanksgiving because of those times. And well, we, we have many reasons to, to be blessed and, and to look and to, to give thanks for all that we have. We, we look out and, you know, this holiday is really something that started during the Civil War with Abraham Lincoln. During the middle of the worst war in the history of this country, he saw reason to give thanks. He saw the blessings and the bounty that, that God was providing for the country. He set it up so that we would give a, a, a thanks for the harvest, for the, the farm fields and the crops that we had in the industries. Time to, get, to give thanks with families share, sharing that, that meal and giving thanks that they had their brothers and sisters there, that they, that so many sons were, were still alive, that, that so many more could have been lost during the war. And as we reflect too, I, I hope that regardless of, <coughs> excuse me, regardless of whatever kind of year we've had, that tomorrow and, and this evening and every day, really, we will give thanks to God for what we have. We will recognize that everything we have comes from God. And, and when you have that mindset, you will give thanks properly. Share a little story about uh, my Monday morning was not the greatest of Monday mornings. Have you ever gotten in your car to go to work and you back out and you're, you're reversing on the driveway, get in the street and you switch from reverse to drive and you hear And you realize that you, as you're pushing on the gas and your car is in drive, it's not going anywhere. And it's slowly rolling to the curb. It thinks it's in neutral. What happened? I, I destroyed my transmission Monday morning, leaving, leaving my driveway. I'm told I'm blessed because at least it was right next to my house where I didn't have to have a tow truck bring my car home. And in reality, I am blessed. I am very blessed. I, I could have spent the most of that day, and I had a wonderful wife who reminded me the God we serve and how he already provided a way. A few months before, <coughs> before that, we... We needed to upgrade my wife's car, so we have a nice, a nice new minivan that's sitting out there in the parking lot, and that's what I get to drive to work right now. So it's kind of like I upgraded, really. So I'll give God, God thanks for that. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful blessing to be able to have a secondary car. Not many people have that luxury, and so I'm, I'm very blessed that that is a scenario where I didn't have to miss, miss any work or anything like that. And being that it's a holiday weekend, it's 
I have a few days to figure out what to do with the car as well. So there, there's a lot of times it, it really, when we face these kind of moments in life, we can choose to complain and bicker, and that's not going to do anything but make us grumpy. Or, or we could choose to give God thanks for what we have. I, I still have a car. You know, my car is fixable. I, I have a car to drive to work. That It's a wonderful blessing. <clears throat> you know, as so as we look, I want us to look to Christ tonight and and to to see him how he gave thanks and how he is the model for us in giving thanks. I want us to think about this for one moment. Who is the one person in the history of the world that really does not have to give thanks for what he has? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one alone who is God. Who doesn't have to say to anyone, thank you for what you've given to me. You and I, we have been given much in our lives. We were blessed to live in the country we live. We're, we're blessed to have the parents we've had. We're blessed to be in the families and the cities and the countries we have. And most of all, we're blessed because what God has given us. But when we think about it, Jesus gives thanks to the Father. Even that Jesus is fully God. I want you to think about that. Jesus, even that he did not have to, still gave thanks. And each time he gives thanks, we'll talk about it, great and wonderful things happened. As we look at this meal he's sharing with his disciples, this is the Passover meal. This is a time of reflection. This is a time where the people would have gone, and it was it was set up in the in the Old Testament to remember how God had delivered the people out of Egypt in the, the book of Exodus. Every year they would get together and they would share this meal and give God praise for delivering them and teach it to their children to remember how by God's mighty outstretched hand He had delivered the people. This is the same meal that, that Jesus and His disciples are celebrating, saying we are giving thanks because we are no longer slaves in Egypt. We, we, we come, come together to give thanks to God the Father for delivering us by His mighty outstretched hand. And so we have Jesus gathering together with his disciples, sharing this meal. It is probably the closest thing to our modern day Thanksgiving that, that you, you'll find in Scripture. It is a wonderful thing. Oftentimes as families, we'll get together. We'll remember the times as kids growing up, all the fun times you had with your brothers and sisters and cousins and, and all the times you should have gotten in trouble and didn't and all the times you got in trouble and shouldn't have. And, and all those fun times, you look back in those fond memories and you remember them over and over. And the disciples, this is what is so beautiful here is that Jesus is fully God. I want to, to make sure everybody is comprehending that Jesus knows what lies ahead. He knows what comes at the end of this meal. The disciples don't. But Jesus fully knows. And he gives thanks for, for God when, when he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body. He has blessed it and thanked God for that. Understand what he is doing. He is, I thank you, God, that you are allowing me to suffer for my friends. You are allowing me to suffer so, so my friends will be delivered out of slavery as the, the Jewish nation was out, out of Egypt. Well, when he blesses the cup and says, this, this is my blood poured out for sins for you. He, he is giving God thanks that, that the Father is about to pour the wrath out on Jesus and Jesus is thanking the Father for it. Think about that. How many of us like to thank, thank God for the suffering, the hard times we have in life? Now, we're not up here giving testimony, shouting up and down, and praising God, and saying, thank you, God, for what I'm going through. It's so not fun. We don't do that. Jesus does. He is our example. When we are going through those storms, those hard times, we need to give God thanks. 
I know many of us have gone through very rough times. I know many of us have lost loved ones this last year. Give God thanks. Give God thanks for the time you had. Give God thanks for the hope you have and the glory that your loved ones are now in. But also, as we reflect in the the times we go through, sometimes things in our marriages aren't going real well. And it's hard to want to give God glory for that because you don't see how God is working. I'm telling you, God is working through that. Because while the outsiders would have looked in as that song we sang by David Crowder, the cross meant to kill is my victory. Jesus understood that the glory that was ahead of him was far beyond what the pain, the suffering, the shame, what he had to endure on that cross. It truly was unbearable. But Christ bore it because he knew the glory that laid ahead. And, and that is really what he's giving the Father thanks for. He is thanking the Father that he's allowed to, to share that one last meal with his brothers, to, to share that meal with his disciples. It wouldn't take long at, until the, this meal is over, one of his disciples would betray him, the man named Judas. Peter would deny him three times. Even though right after this meal he says, Lord, I will go, go t- to, uh, to wherever you go, even to the point of death. And Jesus tells him, no, you won't. Because Jesus knows completely. And we all are like that. We, we get in those times where it's good and we're passionate, we're on fire for the Lord. We'll do anything for you, Lord, as long as the things are going good. When things aren't going so good, what do we do? When we, get, we sit down, back down in our pews a little bit, we get quiet and we don't sing quite as loud. Times can be tough and it's hard to give thanks in those times. But that is when we should give God thanks the most. I want us to, <coughs> to, to look at with, with Jesus here. Christ gives thanks for every pain. For the suffering that he endures, the mocking criticism, the, the Roman soldiers that beat a, a thorn onto his brow as a crown that mock him when they strip him naked, when they put him on that cross and, and nail him to it with these long iron nails. When they left him there <coughs> and they mocked him, the high priests, the people, the godly people that, that were there were mocking him. <laughs> Saying he saved others, why can't he save himself? Christ knew fully well what he was about to go through, and he gives thanks. Elsewhere, we look at Jesus and we see that he feeds 5,000 people. But before he feeds 5,000 people, what does he do? He prays and he gives thanks to the Father. When the Father hears his prayers, he gives thanks. Do we do that? When God answers our prayers, do we immediately thank him for it? I think sometimes we don't even realize when he does it. We need, when, when we come on Sunday mornings or when, when, when you're by your bedside or wherever you pray, when you get down on your knees and pray and ask God for things, make sure that you're praising God for your answered prayers. I hear every Sunday morning we have a plethora of prayer requests in one or two praises. Every single prayer is going to be answered and we should have a praise and a thank you to God for every single answer. When he was healing the lame and the lepers, he gave thanks to the Father. When raising Lazarus, who was dead, raising a man from death, he gives thanks to the Father first. If we look at this, we truly see that (coughs) amazing things follow after Jesus gives thanks, after he thanks the Father for, for what he's done, after he thanks for the Father for what he's about to do. 
So many of us, I think we come into this mindset and we, we, we come as like little three, three-year-old toddlers. We, God, will you give me, give me, give me? I really want this. I want my way. But do, do we ever stop and say, thank you, God? Who here has heard a three-year-old say thank you unprompted? It doesn't happen too often, does it? We need to make sure that we are not being that little three-year-old inside of us, that we are going to God and truly giving thanks for what we have. So right now I'm going to uh, take a little bit of break (coughs) from the sermon point and give us all an opportunity to give thanks. So I'm not going to make anybody do it, but if you like, you could raise your hand. Uh, I'll pass the microphone around. You could stand up and just tell God thank you for, for one thing that you have. One thing that God's blessed you with. Do you have any volunteers? Oh, all right. It's Dylan preaching night. Everybody, God, this is Dylan. Thank you. Um, I forgot how to say. God knows. Thank you, Dylan. You know, I got so much to be thankful for. That Amen. First of all, I thank God for saving me. Amen. And I thank you for my family and my health, what little I got, but <laughs> I still got it. Amen. So still got breath, and I thank God for it. Amen. I want to thank God for salvation. Amen. That's the greatest gift of all. And I thank him for my family, and I thank him for my church, and I thank him so much that we're still free to come and worship. Amen. Some people can't do that, and and I thank him for that, and I I thank him that that he's always there. He's always there for us. But we're not always there for him. Nope. But he's there, and and I, I just I've got so much to be thankful for. And you know, I he took some this year, <coughs> but he also gives. Amen. He also gives, and I I praise him for it. Amen. I really do. I want to thank God for saving my soul, most of all, and I just want to thank God for this church, for a pastor and his family. And I just feel so good when I come in this church. I feel like a different person. And I just want to thank God for everything. And I know that I'm praying for my family. And I believe God's going to make things right. Sometimes I worry and wonder. But I still believe with all my heart. So I just want the church to keep praying also. I, like everyone else, uh, am very thankful for... God saving me, and I'm most of all right now thankful that God led us to this church, and that people accepted us and opened their arms of love to us. We love you. I want to thank God for the good health that he's given me all these past 75 years. You are not 75. (laughs) She's not a day over 50. I think I'm on the same page as I got so many things to be thankful for and a lot of those things are you know this church has really helped me through a lot of things that I've gone through over this last year or so and um, be thankful for my kids and my and my husband who, who's came in and he's been my rock and um, I'm going to thank God for the same thing and for saving me and not just now but in so many different times in my life when I really need needed to be saved he was there for me and God was there for me, and the Word was there for me, and 
it's always kept me grounded in the times that I really needed it. So I just want so much to be thankful for, and thank you for the family that I still have in my life. Amen. Go ahead. God, thank you for every night we get and for the wonderful food and I hope for all of us to have a good vacation. Thank you very much, Dylan. Amen. I'm thankful for this church and for family and friends and who got me through a lot this year and and from, I'm grateful for my job, even though I'm frustrated a lot of times. I just realized I got some wonderful coworkers that just helped me through my job, <laughs> through my struggles at work. We talk to each other, and I am really truly blessed with wonderful coworkers. And and um, I'm thankful for Pastor and Nina and Ella. I'm thankful for Connie putting up with me for 19 years. <laughs> and providing for me. And then I'm also thankful for my mom for providing for me now. So through this whole year. You don't have to. It's quite all right. And I'm thankful for this church. It's it's wonderful to have a church family. And I'm thankful for Having Bud for 49 years. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, so like we got a party to plan next year. <laughs> and all of our wonderful friends. I'm thankful that we're all here tonight. We may be a small crowd, but... That doesn't give us any less power to praise the Lord. I'm thankful that Nikki and Ken, Dylan and Viviana and Sophia are here. I'm thankful for Papa Tom and Juanita being here, for Edna and Phyllis and Cookie, for Connie and Jackie and Jackie's mom joining us, for Elaine and Bud. For Christina and Leah and Gabriella, and for Dylan, even though he can't talk very well being up there preaching. It's the lungs. It's what she means. I'm very thankful to the Lord that we are all here and that we are all able to just praise him and thank him. Amen. We all have things to give give thanks for. I hope if nothing else that this this reminds us that that, that we are so very blessed and, and we, we really should be be giving God thanks every single day. Uh, I'll just share a little bit as as pastor of New Hope. I'm, I'm very proud to be the pastor here. I'm very thankful to God that I'm allow, allowed to, to serve him here and I'm very thankful for all of you. Share, share a little testimony as most of you know one of our one of our sisters um, is in the is recovering in the hospital right now, Wilma Hartgrove and I was visiting with her and and uh, she got scolded by her doctors because she has too many people from church visiting her. They, they actually told her not to have so many visitors because it's taking her oxygen down level because if you know Wilma at all, she tends, to, she tends to talk a little more than most. And 
And so she keeps talking and talking, and her oxygen goes down because, you know, she doesn't have the, the ma- mask on when she's visiting with people. <laughs> so I, I just find that a, a great testimony to the, the faithfulness of this church and how God's moving among the people here. You know, as a pastor, I don't have to call people up and say, hey, woman's in the hospital. Would you mind go visiting? I don't have to ask. I, I know you're going to be there. And I, I thank <coughs> I thank God for, for all of you. And I, I thank that how he's worked in, in all all our lives. He uses us to reach others. And, and it is such an honor. Thank you. Yeah. God, God has blessed us all. We, we are all very blessed. Go ahead. Neat. Amen. You remind her of the God we serve. We serve a mighty God. God of both big steps and small steps, big miracles and small ones. So we will continue to remember Beth Vrablick and, and her continued recovery. Remember her family. She's got two two little ones. Three little ones? Three little ones. Three under five. So that's, you know, remember remember them. That's a very tough spot. You know, I, you know, my wife last year had to be in the hospital, and, and my seven-year-old at the time did not like that idea at all that she couldn't be with mom 24-7. So I know those three little babies are, are wanting mom as, as bad as, as possible. So we will, we will definitely remember her. <coughs> Her in prayer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. As we as we we look back at Jesus and reflect on the fact that you know when he's. When he's sharing that final meal with his with his disciples, he that he knows what lies ahead, and you and I we get the benefit of looking back and and thanking Jesus for our salvation. You know, we we didn't have to go through the muck and the mire and the and the the wrath of God that he had to go through. We didn't have to have sin put upon us for the entire world. We didn't have to to bear the lashes that he had to bear. We didn't have to bear the whips. We didn't have to bear the nails or, or the thorns. But you and I, we get to sit here tonight. We get to praise God tomorrow that we have salvation. What a great testimony we have. Many of us, I know, and I, I won't drag on too long because I know many of us will be, be part of the preparing of the Thanksgiving meals tomorrow. But how many here will have people that will come over and show up right before it's time to eat? I know there'll be people where I'm going that they'll show up right before it's time to eat. Well, in case you're one of those people, the food doesn't make itself. I've seen year after year, the ladies in my family spend five to six to sometimes ten hours preparing that meal, getting it ready the night before and the day of, waking up super early, getting the turkey and the ham and everything going and all the sides and the trimmings and and the pies and everything that goes into it. Sometimes we just show up and we sit down at the table and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it tastes so good, but we we forget how much work went into it. (coughs) I want us to reflect when we give God praise and we see how he's worked in our lives, don't just look at it and show it up like, like we just showed up to a meal. 
understand that God has been working for you for a very long time, working to bring you to salvation, working to, to bless you in the, in the ways he intends to bless you in your life. There, there are obstacles that he is moving in people's lives right now that he has been working on for a long time. And sometimes we can look back and we could just see that in that one moment, and we give him praise for that one moment, not realizing how long he, he has gone before us, how good he is, how much he loves us, and what he has endured for us. Let, it, let us never forget that nor forsake that. I want us, in all that we do, acknowledge that, that the one work that has been done is the work of Jesus Christ. You know, the, giving thanks is not some special little prayer that, that we say right before a meal. It's not, the magic's not in the words, it, it's in your heart. Are we thankful today for what we have? Are we thankful for our children and our grandchildren, our spouses and our families, our home, our cars, those things? Are we thankful for Jesus? I I pray you are this day. I I pray that you are genuinely thankful that that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And if he's not the Lord of your life, please let me know after service. I'd like to talk with you and make sure you understand what it means to have Jesus as the Lord. Because only when Jesus is the Lord will you truly be able to be thankful and, and understand and have that outlook, that eternal outlook that, that God has been working from the beginning of time to now to, to bring you to salvation. And and like when Jesus is sharing that meal with his disciples for the last for, for that last time, he is looking forward to eternity in glory when, when they will be with him forever. And and he prays for us, not just his disciples, but he prays for all the disciples, the ones who are yet to believe. You and I and the ones who will believe yet in the future. He prays that we would be one, we'd be united in him. And that one day when he establishes his kingdom, we will be able to be part of that. That is what Jesus is looking forward to. So, so I pray when, when we gather together and we give God thanks, we, we, we give God thanks for what he has done and look towards the future and what he is doing. As we, we said earlier, all these times that Jesus gives thanks, we always see something amazing afterwards. I believe if you truly live a life and you give thanks to God in your life, you will see God move in amazing ways. I think God is moving all the time and we miss it because we're too busy complaining. We're too busy saying, I don't have enough. And I, I know tomorrow we're going to get together and we're going to thank God for the meal we have. We're gonna, many of us will thank God for the football game that will be on TV. Uh, us here at the church will thank God for the blessings we have in our life. But the... <coughs> But then about two-thirds of this country is going to go out Friday morning and nearly kill each other, running each other over for stuff. The day after, they just thank God for all the things they have in their life. This, this is the dilemma we have. You know, the, the, the world likes to dangle all this wonderful stuff that you think you need. You know, how many here you know, gives God praise for their TV in their living room? The great sale that they found. No, that's not what life's about. Life, life is about bringing God glory. Life is about that eternal salvation we have discussed tonight. Life is about the communion, the family, the, the friendships that, that we have together through, through Christ. That, that you and I, I'm not just the pastor, but I am also your brother in Christ. What a great and glorious testimony that is to Jesus. That we are brothers and sisters. That, that we can truly say we are blood because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So now I'm going to... I'm going to call uh, uh, Brother Papa Tom to come on up and help me with the Lord's table. And, and as we do this, I, I want us to reflect reflect on, and um, the Lord gives us a, a strong warning that if, 
If we are not his, we are not to partake in this table to let the cup pass. Do not do not drink the, the wrath and the judgment of God upon upon yourself. So take this time as, as we prepare to to, re- <coughs> to reflect and to go before God to give thanks and make your heart right with him before partaking. I'll pray, then I'll I'll release you guys. Have a Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my my brothers here, Papa Tom and Ken. I thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. I I thank you with with the Last Supper, Lord, with the communion. You gave thanks. Then you broke that bread and you said, this is my body. And later on you were arrested and truly your body was broken for us. May we remember this always. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen. This is about it. And this is the blood. Broken and broken. For all of us. And in this communion. We share in His love. This is the body, and this is the blood. But now we remember everything that You've done for me. I won't take for granted. Sacrifice that set me free. And I hunger and thirst for your love. Come fill me today. This is the body. This is the blood. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, broke bread, said, this is my body, take and eat. With the cup also he gave thanks and said, this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. As long as we do this, we proclaim his death until he comes. This is not just some meaningless, trivial thing. This is something holy 
and something we should approach with reverence. We are proclaiming the death, burial, and the resurrection and the second coming of Jesus Christ each and every time you do this. Do this with thanks to the Lord. Amen. I'll read one more piece of scripture here and we'll have one more song to sing and then it'll be time for us to to enjoy some fellowship and pie next door as we came in we we sang songs and it is right for us to do so as as the psalmist david in psalm 100 says enter his gates with thanksgiving <coughs> and and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name for the lord is good his steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. I want us to remember that each and every time we gather together, each and every time you, you speak of the Lord in your homes, and your house should be a place where the Lord is gathered, where when you, when you share those meals, this should it should be a place where, where you consider it part of the Lord's courts. You come together, we should give praise and honor and glory and thanks to God always. So when we do that tomorrow in our homes, we should come together and, and give Him praise. Don't be afraid to sing a whole a hymn in, in your your house. It, it is is music that is it is a, a blessing and an honor to to be able to sing worship to God. So we are going to to sing a, a song entitled "Forever," as as the verse I just read said, that His His steadfast love endures forever, regardless of where you're at in life, what you're gone through, what you're gonna through. His love is there forever and ever.
Sing praise, oh sing praise. 